Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. I just want y'all to know that we had an in-depth conversation um, about women. And (laughs) is that funny? We're just talking about women. No, we were talking about we're talking about women. We're talking about women um, that influenced our careers and somehow ended up on Tiffany Haddish and Chris Rock. Um, If you haven't had the opportunity to watch Chris Rock stand up, I suggest you do. Um, and if you haven't had the opportunity to watch everything that Tiffany Haddish has to offer, you're an idiot. Get to it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love her. I really love her. I really, really, really love her. Um, but yeah, we are here. How y'all doing? Better. I'm moving and grooving. You have to speak up. You have to, you have to like. I'm moving and grooving. Okay. Cause usually when I edit, like I can't hear you. Like I want you to, I feel like the closer the mic gets to you. The lower that you start to speak. I'm moving and grooving. Talk to me how you talk to the people in the bar when you get angry because they be trying to, like, take your spot. <laughs> See, that's that's different, though. That's, <laughs> that's like when the Hulk comes out. Yeah. I need you to get, like, mid-level Hulk. Like, not all yeah. green, but, like, a seafoam green. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, almost there. I try not to go there because it, it drains me. Uh, Okay. All right. That's real. How about you, Karina? I'm here. You're taking I'm selfies? I feel better. You feel better? Yes. I do. It's been a rough two months. Expand on that. Like I told you earlier, I just feel like I'm trying to time manage myself. It's been back to back, just go to work, come back from work, fall asleep. I've just been so tired. And now, why are you shaking your head? It's real. I mean, you're I an adult. I've been working my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like that's that's the life that most adults live. Well, you know, it's boring. Other though. It does I suck. <laughs> no, it does suck. Once you start to recognize that, like, your life is like, even if you have like the gym, work, gym, work, home, sleep, yeah. gym, work, home, sleep, right. and then you re- like the day you realize that you've done that nonstop for like X amount of days is the day that you realize that you're in like a forty-eight hour depression. Oh well, lord! Well. <laughs> but it's not. But like when you have things to do, it's like a never-ending to-do list. And I feel like I'm at the end of my to-do list. I feel oh, very good. accomplished. You feel like so you've been productive. I'm, I've been there. Oh, tell me, friend. Um, I've been there multiple times in my life. Um, yes, because you are. Is this sensei. the punchline? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. No, it's not the punchline. I mean, like that's just that's just the reality. Like that's the way life goes. Um, I'll tell you what that's I've been telling. The way life goes. Okay. Sensei. Um, Speak knowledge. <laughs> Sorry. Be be kind to yourself. That's that's it. You can't be I too hard you with yourself. I saw that on somebody's Facebook the other day, and I had to take a moment. That was some really good advice, friend. Be you kind. Have to keep here. your joy. I'm you have here. to keep your joy. Listen, be kind to yourself. Like I mean, like you can only do but so much. Exactly. Um, sleep is real. You need it. Sleep is I very do. real. Yes. So if y'all remember you, when people used to talk about, oh, I sleep when I die. I don't get like, tired. Like that Not was like a real thing. Like that was okay. Um, I, I live. I live by these naps. Um, no, like you. I feel like when you when you realize it, then you can be like, all right, cool. I just need to shake shit up, right? And that's why, like, especially in a in a city like New York, that's why they have woodworking classes after work and. 
painting classes and sewing classes for people who want to shake shit up. Like you, you realize that you have. <laughs> you did make a, a cheese board I mean, for like, Kai. I'm just, I'm just, using, I'm just using it as an example. I'm, I'm looking that. like, is this what you do when you feel like you need something spicy in your life? Like, but that's what I have done. I've, I've done clearly. That. I was like, I wasn't prepared for you to talk about figure drawing, wood cutting. Well, I mean, for because I think it all depends on like what. Sometimes you need a break. You, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm only judging you a little bit. I'm not saying don't do them. I'm just. When I want to shake shit up, I just find a new bar. But like, meanwhile, Simeon's a grown ass man. Like, no, I go cut wood. Well, yeah, I'm you a chop do a new wood. Hobby. So, you do and hobby. I knit. Well, I'm yeah, a, no, well, I'm a creative, really. So like, my whole thing is like, I want to go create something. Yeah. That's I want to create something that I couldn't create before that I have an interest in, but it requires yeah. like learning some new I shit. I hear you. Um, I'm on the same wing, same wavelength. So you about to go knit and cut boards? Well, I mean, but she's been doing her nails. I've been doing my nails. Oh right, she just. But you just told me this today. I had no idea. I know we haven't talked that I could be getting a full set from somebody I trust. mm -hmm, Coming to your house near you, in-house appointment. Coming to my house near me. So so, so (laughs) technically, in-house appointment. So technically, you are shaking shit up. Because that's that's new shit. Yeah. That's like time. That's almost time consuming, but it interests you. So like you're it's not balancing. Time consuming. I mean, I have been doing it. I just haven't been sharing. That's you're, funny. You're balancing. Yes. I guess I plan events when I'm bored. You, you do. also you travel a lot. On, you do, I do travel, travel a lot. lot. You're right. I was trying to figure out what my hobbies were. My hobbies are so fun. According to Beyonce, I have 44 days till Coachella. Thank you, girl. I need but a I, reminder. But I also realize like when you don't travel, you get Antsy and shit. Oh yeah, I'm terrible. Right. So like, Ooh, I do need travel trips from you, Kai. Yeah, girl, mylifeofkai.com. That's your blog. You put travel trip tips on there. Oh, thanks for reading my blog. I do read your blog when you have articles, oh, okay. not the travel tips. No, I have travel tips I mean, on they're, there. They're all articles. <laughs> they're all. They're all articles. Sensei, you will ruin your time. <laughs> doesn't matter well anyway i'm glad that we are here karina i'm glad that things are going well for you um thanks friend. sim it's always great to hear you <laughs> it's always great to hear you um anyway so yeah we're here it's episode 45 and it's women's history month international women's history month um we are a year post the women's march we are, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we had one thing. earlier this year too. That's why I was like, well, oh. yeah, yeah. I get, that, I get what you mean. You see what I'm saying? I hear, I heard they're you. They're not done. Well, they're not done. We are uh, over a year into um, women finding their voice and finding platforms. I would say, um, and and the intersection out the intersection of all women, rather. Um, be it race, be it uh, how we identify um, sexually, how we identify our gender. Like, it's just a lot. There's a lot that's happened. Um, And I feel like this Women's History Month is just, it's special. I think there's a special piece to, uh, uh, there's a specialness. Like, it feels different. Women feels, the the women in in my life feel stronger. The women that I, I see and I watch, you know, in in the media, they 
appear stronger hell on tv scandal and how to get away with murder had a whole mashup and i never thought i would ever see anything that fabulous child it was olivia pope and it was was annalise keating and they was throwing shade and shots and and damn near about to take shots and you know annalise can't drink no liquor (laughs) but you know that was a tough scene because i was like damn if that's what she need though like we (laughs) this is what we this what we got to do she got she literally has to take one shot for the team like but like it just it there just feels like an air of empowerment and strength has uh, surfaced, um, and what better way to celebrate that than a whole full month of thirty one days? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Black History I Month. Mean, it's Black it's History Month every month. Hey, three sixty five black. Three sixty five black. But it's history in the making. It is a well. lot of history in the making. Um, so what we're going to do today, um, just to give you guys an update, we're actually going to talk about some of the women in our industry that we know that we love and some that we know and love at the same time. Um, there are definitely, uh, I mean, we work in the industry, we understand media and we recognize that there are some women that will always get their props and they will always be the leaders Um, And there are some women that make a huge impact in our immediate lives that don't get the shine that we that they deserve. Um, And we want to take this use this time on this episode to highlight the countless women or honestly, we don't have all that time. So like the women that we could count that have affected our lives for the better um, and that have helped uh, advance our careers um, and who we just collectively appreciate like we would generally not have much to talk about on this podcast if it weren't for lessons that we've learned from these women that we'll speak about as well as um, examples that were set from the women that we may not know um, but are truly trailblazing in the industry so uh, it's going to be a little bit of a love tub Um, hopefully we say some things that are valuable um, and and we give shine to people that we think deserve it but before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk about some dope shit or hey. some ain't shit. All right, I'll begin. Go ahead, girl. I've covered the awards this year, did and you, I think I'm a little more prepared. Yes. Did you print that out? She did. I did because I wanted to get my facts right. Every time I cover the awards, a little hiccup. Right. This time, I'm trying to prevent that. Okay. All right. I have a thing about printing paper that's unnecessary oh i'm so sorry may i'll recycle it but it's not your paper <laughs> and it's not your ink and it's not your and it's not your dope shit it's, it's so you my, can mind your damn <laughs> it's my it's my earth though the tree is dead what are we gonna do with the tree what was you gonna do with the tree if it's already cut down listen I, i'm going through things i just I was I'm like, recycle you it. know, that used to be, I just want to say that used to be the shit that used to piss me what? off in school when people were like, don't print. The paper is there. <laughs> if we leave this paper here and we never touch it, you know what's still going to be? It's still going to be paper. And you know what's still going to happen? That tree's still going to be dead. <laughs> so I'm about to use this paper. So for those of us that think better on paper, mind your business. Okay. Okay. Back to my Oscars recap. <laughs> I'm only going to name It triggered me. The you gave me all the third grade I needed. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm only going to do the highlights, you know, to keep so we can get to the show. All right? Number 1. So, Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph, their um little set when they were introducing what? Oof. 
who did they introduce? I think it was like Best Animated or something. Something no. like that. But oh, Tiffany Haddish actually wore the same dress that she wore at the SNL. <laughs> Which was also the also same wore dress <laughs> that she... Go ahead. I love her. So, you know, she doesn't believe in, sh- in fashion faux pas, and she did say that she was going to wear this dress. And she might wear it to her funeral. She might was just telling us the truth about that. Shout out to her. That's I mean, Sim that's, is your that's biggest all, fan. Was that's that's your, was that your dope shit? Her no, dress? that's one of oh. my highlights. Um, I she, did appreciate her wearing that dress, though. Because this is what I'm saying. Like, you gotta be Tiffany you. would totally, like, if I, if we went to college together, I totally would have hung out with Tiffany Haddish. She would have gotten so on my cool. nerves a couple times. But what friends don't? Like, she's just so real. Like, girl, I ain't spending no more money on no more dresses. She told she told us that thing cost more than her mortgage. $4,000. Listen, we about to wear, what is 4000 divided by 365 over the course of five? Listen, we about to <laughs> wear this dress. Even though she was offered dress dresses for the award show. She it looks said. good, girl. And it looked even better. She honored her father from Eritrea. Uh, yeah, Eritrea. Eritrea. Oh, God. Um, she wore a cape on top of the dress on the red carpet to honor her father, which was very beautiful. You it know? was. Very lovely. Another person who had an awesome dress um, story was Rita Moreno. She wore the same dress that she wore to the first time in the Oscars in, 19, in the 1960s. Oh. She looked really good. Oh. Um, big highlight, Jordan Rita Peele. Rita Moreno. Oh, yeah. from Puerto Rico. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yes. her. Yes, she wore the she's same dress. She is an gorgeous EGOT, still. Meaning that she's won an Emmy, a Grammy, an, an Oscar, Oscar, and, and a, Tony. a Tony. That's a bad... Shut your mouth. So, congratulations. Okay. And the biggest highlight is Jordan Peele, the first African-American Shout to win out. a Best Original Screenplay for Get Out. I'm sorry. Can we go back for a second? Yeah. I just realized what you said. Rita Moreno wore a gown today in 2018 that she wore in 1962, meaning Rita Moreno can fit a gown she wore in 1962 today in 2018. Yes. Okay, child, that's goals. Okay, go ahead, Jordan Peele. With the same accessories. Child, 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 listen, goals. Jordan Peele, like I said, won for original screenplay. First African-American to do so. He did. Get out. Get out. Just get out. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Like, what can't, like, ugh, I'm so yeah, happy for him. I was low nervous. It kind of feels like the early, like, 2000s where we had, like, all those black-ass movies for, like, a couple of years. But now they're actually getting awarded. Yeah. They're getting acknowledged in the mainstream. Like, because let's be clear, Boys in the Hood, even classic. Friday, like, Friday, bruh. Friday was lit. And I'm not talking but about, like, I get it. Like, I get Message. it. Message. <laughs> Message. I get it. Like, you know, Friday after next and the Friday before Christmas and the Friday after the second Friday at Pentecost or whatever. Like, those were a little bit. But Friday, the actual movie, no love. Malcolm X didn't get no love. <laughs> what? Mm. Malcolm X did not get no love and it really? should have. And it's like, I, I feel like this is... Uh, the start. chickens are coming home to roost it feels like perhaps where we are like these movies that are so, that do define much of black culture and culture in general but primarily black culture today are being recognized in the mainstream um which means that they are impacting uh 
large mainstream culture right. and not just is, yeah. us. I think we feel a little, a little bit more, but the fact that other people feel it, it's lit. It's time that we can't are, wait for this time next year. Yeah. Shout out to Black Panther. I need it to rack up everywhere. Did you see them um, on the red carpet? Yes. With the just deliciously cam? chocolate and just 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 looking like real kings and king and queens. For real. I was with it. Speaking of Black Panther, before introducing the award for production design, Lupita Nyong'o and Kumail Nijani, they introduced themselves as immigrants, and they ended their um, their nomination saying, to all the dreamers out there, we stand with you. Amen. Um, women won tonight really big. Allison Janney um, won for, I think, Best Supporting Actress, and she began her speech saying, I did it all by myself, <laughs> which I okay. thought was funny. Okay, yep, got what it. Is, what does that mean? Instead of, like, thanking for people, she started with, like, I did it all by myself. Okay. That's I thought cool. it was funny. Ha ha. No. Okay. So the last last is for Best Actress, Frances McDormand, and she was the one who introduced, told women to stand oh. up, and she mentioned about inclusion writers, so oh. I'm going to hand it off to you, Kai. All right. <laughs> now, we're, now we're going into to my dope shit. Yes. All right. So my dope shit is about Miss Frances, um, but primarily around the um, idea of an inclusion writer, which when I heard it, I was like, duh. I thought she said inclusion writer. No, writer. Not writer. Writer. And here's the thing. Okay, so back in back in the day when I used to put on concerts and produce events, large events with celebrities when you and were performers. Puff Daddy. When I was trying <laughs> really hard to be Puff Daddy. Shout out to Irv Ange and everybody else who used to call me Diddy on campus. It was like five people, but it was really helpful for my ego. Yeah. Anyway. Um, one of the things that we used to get or that I used to receive when booking an artist was their tech writer, which is basically the list, their list of demands for their technical requirements, um, as well as for the personal requirements to come do the show. So some people like to have um, three mics on stage. Some people like to make sure that they only have, um, they have, a. a a Serato set set up so that their DJ can plug into. Some people like to have a live set, so it's their band. Um, for on the food side, you know, I've had some really interesting experiences. J. Cole, I remember, um, had it in his tech rider that we had to get Caribbean food for his people, him and his peoples. It was okay though because they were also really uh, generous. And they used to share backstage. Okay. So I was with it. Very like, that, J. Cole yes. was mad cool people to work with, like, the three shows I did with him. Yes, three. So you have Mariah Carey, though. Did you? What? Mariah? Okay, Is she no. the one with the green m and No, I don't know. She might, because the next weird one actually came from, oh, no, that's what it was. J. Cole was using Nas's tech writer, which was hilarious, because it asked for, like, 100 beef patties. That's what it was. What? And we were like, who going to eat all these beef patties? And he was like, oh, I didn't even know that was in there. You just used it from Nas, which was hilarious. But that's why he was so generous. Or Erica Badu, that was very specific back in 2000, shoot, 2008. And she had us get, like, Vege uh, vegan Caribbean food, and this is before like people was for real vegan, like so we didn't even know what that was, and like trying to go around town and finding like all like all of this vegan Caribbean food and and just uh, just stuff, just mad like people ask for the craziest things in their tech writers. That's what's up. But what never dawned on me 
especially for people in power and positions of power who are being hired into a position of power that you do have the opportunity to negotiate the terms of your environment and seeing that Francis McDormand McDormand mm-hmm. McDormand was is suggesting um that women and men in entertainment um negotiate a clause in their contracts to demand uh diverse and inclusive environments on set for the people acting in the film, for the people behind the scenes of the film, for the people uh, doing even behind her of the scenes of the film, etc. That should totally be something that gets incorporated into the advertising agency world where uh, if you're coming in as a creative director, if you are coming in as uh, a C-suite level person or um, whatever, even, I mean, I don't, I haven't actually negotiated any of my contracts or my, um, yeah, any of my you contracts going into an agency, but what's the worst that could happen if, if you, you know, ask or, or demand that in addition to all of these great things you're giving me, I really want to make sure that we mentor, you know, one person a summer from X school or that we, um, provide as a creative director, I want to make sure that we hired X amount of women or X amount of people of color. Like, I don't know what the verbiage could be, but I do know how powerful, what a powerful statement that makes that at the time that you are there and people want you and they are willing to negotiate to have you in their presence, how amazing would it be for people to say, I also want us to prioritize inclusion I also want to prioritize an inclusive space and I want to prioritize it so much that I want it in my contract next to the money you're paying me next to the sick days you're giving me next to the medical benefits that I'm getting. I also want inclusion benefits. I want to receive the benefits of working with people of a diverse background and I want to include them into the threat of this organization. That's huge. Yeah. yeah, you're on to something. Dude, that's awesome. I'm not on to it. Miss Francis is on to it. But that's like an acting. What if we brought that here? What in if the, we in brought industry? that here? Like that, that would I be mean, amazing. We 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 could. I think it it all dep- it, It's going to take the right person to request it, right? And I think this goes into when we start talking about allyship and what we need from people, more specifically, white people. But if we're going to be more specific white men um what kind of allyship do we need from you because if all of the social equity if you have all of the social equity right now in this here moment because clearly you're at the top right if one of them walk into an agency or into a company and they are in demand if they request something like an inclusion writer that's a game changer yeah yeah, it is. It re- it really is. And like, I think I saw somebody say some or uh, Meryl Streep say something on, on Twitter. Like, you didn't. You. It's like you didn't even. It's like when she said it, it lifted a veil. Like, oh yeah. shoot, I forgot that I don't have to ask for things like this. I can demand things like this you know what i'm saying and to give full credit the terminology for tech writer actually um came from not from francis mcdormand however 
it did come from Stacy L. Smith. Um, I'm just reading, for instance. Isn't something called the Annenberg Inclusion Initiative popped up? Stacy Smith directs the Annenberg Inclusion Initiative at the University of Southern California. Um, and essentially, she um, created the terminology or the pl- or the idea, if you will, for an inclusion writer and working with people within Hollywood to imp- um, to input this clause into their um, into their contracts. Um, and she was working with a I can't find her name in the article anymore because I'll probably open another article. But she was actually working with a civil rights lawyer out out of D.C to put together this verbiage and i'm like in my head like as soon as i read the article and as soon as i heard francis mcdormand's speech i'm like this is what we're missing like what power do we have to enforce the things that people say they don't know how to do as soon as there's money tied to it and that there's a breach of contract on the line i bet you yeah so find a way to make place feel yep. more inclusive now yeah i feel like i know the lawyer who she dealt with because Personally? they yeah more on that later. Look at <laughs> um, but yeah, because I'm looking at this article where they mentioned the Rooney Rule and Cyrus Murphy was behind that. Cyrus Murphy was also behind the lawsuit that came after Madison Avenue a couple of years ago. Basically, like that's his thing. Like he is a lawyer that is about civil rights, diversity and inclusion social equity, mm-hmm. things of in that realm. That's what he does. And so the fact that they're mentioning, because when you're talking, like, oh, it sounds like the Rooney Rule. And the Rooney Rule in the NFL basically says that whenever there is a coach position open, they have to interview at least one minority candidate. Mm. Because then you're saying, all right, cool, we're, we're – checks and balances like we're we're making sure or we're taking the steps to make sure that we're you know looking to foster a diverse environment mm-hmm. so yeah i mean like this it's i love that she said it because to me like again going back to allyship like that's what you want right you right. want the people who have the power to share their power right and that's how you share it where it's basically saying like cool if there are 45 speaking roles in this movie and only eight to ten of these are really relevant then guess what that means 35 to 30 people can be diverse and really reflect the world mm-hmm. instead of it being friends All right true that's okay. what's up so yeah, so that was my dope shit, and that was really, and I, I mean, it, it opened my eyes as much as it did for everybody else. So it's like, oh, when you do have the opportunity to be the one leading the charge, and you do have um, the opportunity to negotiate, that you should also negotiate for the things that uh, mean something to you socially. So demand your environment. Yeah. That's cool. What's up. Yeah. Shout oh. out to Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sin. So I've been struggling. I, I've my head's been underwater working on things, big things. I don't really have a dope shit, but what I'll do is my dope shit is gonna, I guess, lead into what we're gonna talk about today, which is all the dope women in 
um, advertising. So for the last couple of months, I've been building a business. I don't know shit about building businesses. <laughs> right? I'm I'm a creative. This is something that I will like rest my hat on. What I will say the dope shit is my network is dope as fuck because I've literally been in I've I hate asking people for help. Like that is my um man Achilles heel, so to speak. Yeah, sometimes um, I just watch you wallow. And I've been asking people for Kai has a leg over. No, and I've, I've like, been, all right. Well, I've I've been asking people for to talk to look over decks to hey, am I crazy? And everyone's been kind of like, oh no, you're not crazy. Um, I will look at that deck. We know that you're not crazy. No, I, but no, I the, the thing is, is that I'm trying I'm, <laughs> because I'm trying to build something that has never been built the way that I'm trying to build it. Mm-hmm. And so part of my th- natural innate shit is I be out here trying to save the world. It's not realistic. And so when I say, am I crazy? It's kind of like, am I trying to do too much mm-hmm. at one time? Um and so I've been leaning on my network. And so I guess my dope shit is kind of like double. It's, it's like my network is dope. But then also I'm dope because. Okay. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> Agreed. Right. Because like, so I'm, I'm, I'm building something that is nonprofit adjacent. And I've been, I was going to pay somebody to do all these things. And I kind of just did it myself. And actually it's been working faster than normal. So, give yourself a pat on the back, sir. See what happens when you put your mind to it, friend. <laughs> you don't have to know. I, I you, you know how I feel. I feel like you don't have to know how to do it. I feel start. like knowing how to do something is like tertiary to getting it done. Like getting it done is figuring it out first. Like I'm going to work through it. I'm yeah. going to be wrong. I'm gonna have somebody yeah. tell me how to do it right. But you did it. You and then you it. get it like that's how you get it done. So. I mean, yeah. So I'm I'm basically building a plane while flying it. It's and you know what? Fuck that it. sounds dangerous. I don't think that's what you're doing. I don't think you're building a plane. I, think this I, is a I, I am I am building the plane while flying it because if if it's when you think about the first plane, <laughs> they were <laughs> they were building. Let's not it. talk about planes. It's been <laughs> really windy these past couple weeks, and everybody I know that's flown, including myself, not a fan. That turbulence um, is some bullshit. Shout I out mean, to March. The world, the world is changing. Um, <laughs> the world is changing. Good job. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah. yeah so part of uh, a lot of my dope shit is is about my network, and we're gonna talk about some of those people because, um, I guess I'll once I launch, I'll give the full story as to why I'm building this shit. Um, maybe we'll dedicate an episode to it. Sure, we can dedicate. Yeah, we can bring a lawyer. We can bring totally dedicate. <laughs> we can totally dedicate an episode to side hustles, our personal side hustles. Yeah. Um, because um, Lord knows they keep us sane. So yeah, more, more, more. Congrats. To come my my um, dope shit. I'm not crazy. That's all right. You're not crazy. Yeah. I think you're doing amazing. It's actually quite funny to watch you struggle with. Should I ask for help? Should I not? Um. 
but it's also uh, really exciting to see you embarking on the journey and becoming excited about doing things you hate to do, like schedule things and like be places early and send emails. Like Yo. it's really cool. Like you actually know how to do these things. Real talk. <laughs> I've, I've used I like. <laughs> I use my he calendar. He has a calendar now. Like, <laughs> he uses his Google Calendar. Like, I use my calendar. Um, it's and real you encourage other people and <laughs> me to use their their Google Calendar. Yeah, I've been like I stay with I stay in meetings like you all have time. apps. Scheduling um, apps. Yes. Yes, real. I'm leaning into my adulthood. Good. I'm Good. glad. All right. Well, I guess with that, this is actually a really great time for us to go ahead and segue to our um hot topic for the day which is women um and not just in a bad sense in fact well i think you know i say it like that like in the past mm-hmm. we have had episodes that focus on women but largely focusing on like the challenges that women experience um in the industry and how hard it is for us and um how bad Simeon feels about giving <laughs> constructive criticism because he doesn't want to make anyone feel like we've spoken two years ago. Though. I've grown. We've all grown. But I, my point is, my point is, quick. my point is there's more to the, the to conversations about women and men. I think we should totally have one for men down the line as well for the good guys. Um, good guys. But there are women in this world that just deserve so much recognition that they probably don't get outside of our own lives. Um, I I think we've talked about mentorship in the past. We've definitely talked about sponsorship. Um, We've also spoken about experiences where people weren't there for us the way we wanted them to be. And it's like we don't highlight the silver linings and the rays of sunshine that enter our lives. Um, So since it is women's history month and this is the opportunity for us to um pay tribute and celebrate the women that we see in the media um that we respect because of the platforms that they stand up stand upon and also to shed light on the women that have actually helped us build our careers and quite frank quite frankly even this podcast um i think some of our strongest supporters uh, for this pod, most of our strongest supporters, not some, not some, most of them are women. So I'd, I'd love for us to like just talk about the ladies that are doing it. Like, so let's start, let's start at a high level. Let's who's out here right now as a woman that is just killing the game, shaking shit up, taking name. What is it? Kicking ass, taking names, mm-hmm. writing yes, numbers. It. I don't know what my dad used to say, but like there are some women out here that are just on fire. Numero uno, the most popular woman in the hour right now, Cindy, Cindy Gallup. <laughs> Definitely. I think uh, the best part about Cindy Gallup, so, like, I have had the pleasure of meeting Cindy Gallup. She's freaking amazing. But I think for me it's just really important to – it's really important to look at women who are themselves unabashedly, like – yes. I'm somebody who feels very strongly that I don't want to have to compromise my integrity mm-hmm. to achieve things. That doesn't mean that I don't do ratchet things. That doesn't mean that I don't do inappropriate things. It just means that I want to be able to do the things that I feel most comfortable doing and saying the things that I feel most comfortable saying and still be successful, still be accepted despite 
and because of all of those things. And I right. think when you look at uh, role models, to me, Cindy Gallup is that person. I mean, quite honestly, like on her herself. freaking on her freaking um, LinkedIn, the her her bio is I like to blow shit up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I appreciate. How that. do I not love you? Who else is out here? Judy Jackson over at Wonder Men is also another one, another woman who is just killing it. Um, she's definitely, uh, I think the first time I saw her um, was at the 3% conference, but I know um, that as a global, um, I think global director. Chief talent officer. Chief, global chief talent officer over at Wonder Men, like your C-suite, and we talk about that here on the podcast all the time like that's goals you've made it so for those of us that say like we don't know how to get to certain levels um or we don't know how to break through barriers um that's it that's your goal like that is somebody that we can follow your follow their career and like go watch speak because if we are looking to climb the ladder why not go as high as you can who else is out here? I mean, if you're going to mention Cindy Gallup, you got to mention Kat Gordon. And I haven't met her, but I know y'all have met her. Yeah, no. I met Kat Gordon. K- KGTB, right? That's that's. That's <laughs> I mine. Don't even, I don't even know what it stands I for. Did, I did that. <laughs> and like I just, and she is. She's a boss. Kat Gordon the boss. Oh, okay. Kat Gordon the boss. I mean, yeah. She... <laughs> Look, at, at the end of the day, when you when you look at what she did, which is start a movement that had a very clear agenda, shout out to her for having an agenda and being very clear about it, but she took this stat, which was only 3% of the creative directors in the ad business were women, and she raised it from 3% to, what, what is it, 29%? Mm-hmm. Um, in like five years, which you gotta applaud that, right? Because when you look at the when you look at the stat for people of color, like it's been stagnant for a minute. So for her to come out with an agenda and say, I'm going to raise this number and actually do it and she's not done. Mm-hmm. So by the by the time she's done, it's probably gonna I what she she's probably shooting for fifty percent, right? So She's more than likely going to get there, right? That's what's up. All right. I feel like, I feel like, especially with Cat, like yes. So I, I definitely have met Cat, and she's definitely um, another role model. Um, also, shout out to her for being nominated for or um, at uh, Ad Age's recent honor. I think it was um, like an influencer of the year. I'll find it. Hold on. Oh, shoot. I'll find it. Anyway, um, she recently was nominated for an award by Ad Age um, just for being like being a, not just a change maker, but also for somebody who create like she just creates a new environment. She wants to actually make change mm-hmm. and like genuinely like. A trailblazer. She's a trailblazer, exactly. So, and then she just really wants to do it. I think what I find the most 
what's the word I'm looking for? Genuine about Kat is that she really wants to know how she can make things better. And people that are out here that are dedicated to change, dedicated to making everyone feel included, even when they recognize that they may not necessarily be the only people that have the answers, um, I'm here for it. She's she's definitely inviting. She's definitely warm. Um, and she's supportive, uh, which is why, obviously, a lot of people support her. So um, KGTB, obviously, I was super impressed at the 3% conference when, you know, our our uncle, Derek Walker, yeah. shout out to Derek, <laughs> Uncle Derek. Uncle Derek stood up and, and he poured his heart out and he poured his frustrations out and her response to him demanding equal respect for creatives and men of color um, in white, tra traditionally white advertising spaces, um, her response was to say, all right, well, you know what? Let's, let's, let's do some shit. Let's make some shit happen. Um, and, and I'm going to make the announcement now, you know, like that's important. Um, so, how do you not respect somebody that's that is about everything that they speak about? Exactly. You got to. That's amazing. I mean, especially in this business, because people have been talking about the shit for so long. So whoever's going to like step into these roles and actually get shit done. Much respect. Hats off. So my person is Sandra since Williams. I'm excited because by the time um, this episode's air, I'll probably be recording my recap of the Black Women, Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit. But Sandra is the central, the um, what is it? The chief diversity officer for Publicis Group, and every year she's all about women, women empowerment, particularly women of color. And every year she takes women of color from various agencies within Poopsis Group to different conferences and things like that. So although she's at the C-suite, she's making change all the way down to the agency like workplace. So that's something admirable. I can't wait to really meet her and give you all a full recap. There you go. Cool. Dope. I've seen her before. I've never met her. She's very straightforward. She's even though she's very corporate, like the fact that she's so straightforward is kind of like, oh my gosh, like she doesn't really sugarcoat much stuff. I I find that very admirable. Definitely. All right, so I think it's a good time for us to go ahead and transition into the women that not only that that not only we we love, um, but we know. And there are some, you know, like you always have you always have the unsung heroes. So I feel like this is a good time for us to talk about the people that are really out here in these streets and really like help to set us on a path to success. You were about to start saying something, Sam. Yeah. Who you want to give? Who you want to talk about? Oh, I was just gonna start at the beginning. So I was gonna shout out Tiffany Edwards because um, when I was still working in media, trying to transition into advertising, Tiffany was working at the One Club. And she's the one who started the um, One Club Creative Bootcamp, which basically is like a week-long immersive program where um, college students get to see what it's like to work in advertising. Okay. Um, and I was working full-time, and I went back to school, and I was like, 
I'm not about to take on my vacation days <laughs> and use it on this. And I was like, yo, can I do, can I work, can I do it like part, part time or whatever, like half days? And she's like, yeah, cool. And Tiffany, beca- so I, I know a lot of people in, in advertising and it's a lot of it is because of Tiffany. She is a connector and she connected me to a lot of people. So I always give her kudos for letting me do that and, you know, making concessions for me because that was um, a definite stepping stone and she's dope as fuck. So cool. Cool. Um, so I'm going to give a shout out to Marcia Windross. Of hey, I- Marcia. So she gave me my first start in advertising. Um, if it wasn't for her, I really wouldn't be introduced to this world of advertising. And I got into my program. You know, she believed in me, all that jazz. I did a good job. Led me here today. So kudos to her. I mean, you hear a lot of stories of people trying to break into this industry, and it's really about having someone to sponsor you or really believe in you to be in this industry and she was the one of the first people to do that so i owe her my start i mean she also heard me too so that's where i met (laughs) oh yeah so she marcia windross is a senior director of diversity and inclusion for ipg um and she ran or she ran the the IPG Interact program, which hires um, people, and it's a fellowship, and allows you to work at agencies. So shout out to her because she hired me too. Nice. So I'm gonna go ahead and give a group some group love to the women I worked with when I got my start at Wonderman. Um, so I had I was very lucky. Um, I guess it was like six months into actually working there because I had no idea how to work, how to like navigate meeting people outside of a college now. But I had to be taught how by the people I'm about to tell you about. Okay. Because going from college camp, from Howard University's college campus. Being P. Diddy. To to coming to (laughs) Wonderman. And this is back when there were like few and far in between windows in the office like I had no idea how to like get around but there were a handful of women that really became the north star for what the trajectory for my career would be um they not only did they show me like the basics for like my career like skills I need to have as a career but also like swag wise I definitely believe that I got it from them. So the first person I want to shout out, and I know we wrote names on the board, but it looks like the one name I said didn't make it up to the board. Um, But Tereska James um, is a senior account director, um, and I'm not sure which agency she works for these days, but Tereska James actually um, is a woman of color, African-American woman, um, who hired me for my first job. Um, And I will say, I, to this day, do not know why. Because if it was me, child, I would have not ever, 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 ever hired me. I had no clue what I was getting into. She she must have saw something. Um, And I found, I think I was really intimidated uh, working with Tereska at first because she was just so powerful. Like, 
I, I felt that she was so smart and so powerful. And at the time, me being a junior PM um, and working with her, I was like, I don't even think I'm allowed to speak to her. She's of such a level. Um, but I had this one moment that was super important for me. And I think this was the moment where I realized that you can be a human mm -hmm. um, even when you're working at an agency um, and that it is important to take care of people. Um, and full transparency, since we're all about keeping it real here. Yeah. So while I was at um, Wonderman, I actually ended up having a miscarriage. But like while I was at work, Right. Full transparency. full transparency. I wasn't ready. No, it's fine. It's fine. Things happen. Um, and I had no idea what was happening. I didn't know what was going on with my body. Oh my. I, you know, like it was, I was terrified, probably the most terrified I've ever been ever. Wow. Um, and I was at my desk and I was clearly visibly shaken and Tereska asked me to come into her office. Um, so I did. She asked me what's wrong, so I told her. And she took me to the hospital, no questions asked. Did you know you were pregnant? And stayed with me. Yeah, I did know. Okay. Um, but she stayed with me. And, like, there was no judgment. There aren't a whole bunch of questions. It's just, like, we need to get you taken care of. And that's just something I didn't necessarily expect from a person in her position to even care about a person in my position or what I felt at the time was like a lack of position. But it was after that moment that I realized like she didn't have to do that. Nope. She didn't. She literally could have just been like, you know, that's beautiful. you should leave. You should go to the doctor. But it's like, no, I'm going to go with you. Um, and that always stayed with me because I'm like, for me as a leader, I took from that that I always want to be for people. And I think the only reason I'm talking about this now is because this is like almost 10 years ago. So I'm just like, but it's this still, it's this you know moment. what I'm saying? But it's like, but like, I think it was in that moment that I recognized like it's really important to lead people as a human that even though people are working hard for you and they're dedicated for you uh, to you, that you need to respect that they are human first and they, and they deserve compassion. And I swear to God, like that, like, that was a very special moment. And while today, like, I don't think I've ever did her justice in her hiring me then, I can say that I do feel that I have repute, uh, excuse me, I have um, improved tremendously so that even though I had no experience when she hired me and I knew nothing about the culture and advertising, that I, I have grown to um, do something with myself. Um, so I... 100% appreciate her, and I 100% believe she changed the course of my life because I would have been making no money at somebody's record label, and she gave me the opportunity to come into this industry and do something. Um, and with that, I also worked with a few other women at Wonderman when I started. Dion Sinclair-Knights, Kay Smith, Rachel Gray, um, and Tasha Gilroy was also at Wonderman when I started, and just having this circle of black women who were not only like just fly, but just gorgeous and like fun and funny and hardworking. And, uh, you know, some of them were, were mothers and some of them were single and always like making sure that like they gave 
advice on like I remember having conversations with Dion and Kay and then telling me how great 30 was gonna be and child when I turned 30 I called them and I told them this is amazing like this is literally <laughs> amazing it's everything you told me it was gonna be Aww. you know what I'm saying and like having being able to have those conversations and vent to these women um was really special I think Rachel Rachel Gray at Wonder Man was probably the first person that show me that it's okay to be fly at work because you know like some people go to work and like they really want to dress down and demure and like i'm all we're all black or like no makeup but rachel used to come in with the highest of stilettos child and the brightest of lipsticks and the flyest of clothes and don't don't get her started in the winter because the furs are coming out and it's like she's was unapologetically her and i always remember being like yo yeah I wish I was that confident to be who I am on the weekends on the weekday. And I wish, you know, like, yeah, that's awesome. And it's like having these women like Dion is H U, you know, so like just making sure like I was okay and I was transitioning. Okay. And Kay just making sure that even after I left wonder men that like I could call Kay cause Kay actually, I'm going to, I'm actually put the link on the, we need to put the link on the um, SoundCloud and mm-hmm. the the iTunes, but in the description. But Kay actually wrote a book What's for that? people that were for people that are um, preparing for their PMP test, not their PIMP test, but the project Ooh, management test. I need that. Um, exactly, um, because she is a certified project manager and she did develop materials for people. Um, or she has developed multiple materials materials for people who are studying the craft um, because she's brilliant. Um, and even today, like speaking to her, it's like, you know what? I'm really happy that I had the opportunity, my first introduction into advertising, even though it was a culture shock that there was this pool of women that were there to support me and also to show me um, – the ropes and to show me like what success could look like. And then obviously Tasha Gilroy is just like godmother to this podcast yeah, as a is. whole. Um, literally has been supportive since day one of meeting her um, and probably would not be able to get away with as much bullshit as I get away with now if I didn't have, if you know, Tasha around to, to guide me in a way to make things less, um, rough and rigid around the edges you know i'm gonna add names to this board because that was so inspirational oh thanks i'm gonna let sim go (laughs) um what's on the board so i'm gonna do a um you know i probably should have mentioned felicia when i was talking about tiffany because i met felicia at the when i was talking about marcia because i met felicia at the one club creative boot camp and Felicia is the one who I asked to pass my resume to Marcia Windross, which is how I got into this. And shout out to Felicia, because Felicia's dope as fuck. For real. Um, always available for some advice, um, and has definitely been helping me a lot with my current endeavors. So shout out to her. She's a boss. She gets shit done. Felicia is amazing. I think yeah. you actually, Sam, you introduced me to Felicia, like yeah. my first like DNI event I ever went to. Um, and Felicia was turned up. Um, 
but in the, like she's literally the same person that I believe yeah. I met back in 2012 where it's like she's turned up but she's committed and she's committed not but she's turned up and she's committed like she's on 10 and on 10 in the right direction yeah. You need somebody sure. on ten in the right direction in your corner, and she's totally that person. And she's she's one hundred, like yeah. Uh, yeah. She's one of the few people in this industry who just keeps it one hundred all the time. She's always real, uh, always supportive, and is a true advocate for diversity and inclusion. She is. I met her at my, one of my first DNI um, inclusion, and I think the night there was one night I was coming from work, and the event was in the same building. And I was just feeling type of way because I'm emotional. And she saw me. We were talking. And she really, like, gave me an inspirational talk of just, you just have to be yourself. Like, I was an accountant. And at my office, you know, everyone wears the same Tracy, um, not Tracy, the Tory Burch flats and the same dress and the same this and the same long sham bag. And I just didn't fit in that. And it got to me, you know, being baby Krina. And we had this talk, and she was like, you just have to be herself, yourself. And I will never forget that. I never get, forget that talk. Even when I was talking with her this week, like, I mean, last weekend, whenever this ends, this airs. But um, I still remember that talk, like, to always be yourself. I mean, yeah. I, and I feel like she's she's always that. And, and when you start thinking about diversity and inclusion, I think that's, to me, that's one of the the key things in the inclusion part is everybody should allow should be allowed to be themselves and come to work. And I feel like that's one of the things that she advocates for is, you know, be yourself, come to work, do the job, and that should be the only thing that matters. Um, and then, you know, actually, I'll just do a double whammy because – I met all these people <laughs> through <laughs> through Tiffany. Um, so Nisha Tweed, who was a guest on the show, uh, I call her my stepmom because she's constantly putting me in my place because um, I need it. Um, and she is probably one of the people who I go to the most for advice. She's a creative strategist at Facebook, double as fuck. If you ever like need random advice, her blog is still up, and it's called Baby Food for Creatives, and there's just a lot of key information that you can get from. Even if you're not a creative, it's it's really just about a lot of shit that we talk about. It's about navigating the workplace. How do you manage your manager? How do you deal with difficult situations at work? Um, so if you're ever in the need for advice and you just want to like um, surf the net and read random shit that's really key and important stuff, you should definitely uh, check out Baby Food for Creatives because that's her blog. And she doesn't update it as, as much anymore, but um, I feel like the advice that's on there is pretty timeless. Definitely. Um, I'm trying to think who else. So we got a whole bunch of names on this board. Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about my encounters with Miss Tracy Smith over at 72 and Sunny. Um, Tracy is literally like one of my favorite recent stories of people that I've met that just kind of like 
yes, you're it. You're definitely a guidepost for the kind of career and life and authenticity that I want. Um, Tracy, Tracy now lives in sunny California. Um, however, I did meet her um, while she was working at the One Club um, here in New York City. And I'll definitely definitely say that Tracy is ju- just has the most addictive personality um, that I have ever, like, all I wanted to do with Tracy was hang out with her all day. I low-key try to tell people that um, we were best friends for, for an entire day, just talking. Um, she's a wealth of information, absolutely just fun and sweet and charming and super bright um, and inspirational. Um, it's, I think it's when there are people that see something within you, that they feel that they also want to call it to your attention and encourage you to be great and recognize you every time they see you, that's her. Like, she definitely is, like, just seeing her is, like, a warm hug every time you see her. Um, And it's amazing to watch her continue to excel. Um, And it's also amazing that she... She's always great at call, like calling out when she recognizes your own success as well. Uh, she's she's one of the she's the kind of person that real recognizes real, and if if you're real, she's always gonna let you know that you look familiar. Um, not to mention, she takes the best selfies on Instagram. So <laughs> I'm definitely like, I appreciate Tracy. I want Tracy to have all of the recognition and light and everybody if you ever run into her and you ever meet her like just make her your friend she's dope as hell so tracy's definitely dope uh i met her through tiffany edwards again because <laughs> tiffany is the connector um and she's also one of the people who i've been reaching out to for um advice and is extremely helpful extremely helpful um she also like i've worked with her on um she invited me to speak to the kids at the one club creative boot camp she is dope and she deserves all the flowers because she's also running like a really innovative strategic program over there at 72 and second 72 and sunny to get diverse candidates in the door and hopefully make sure that they stay so shout out to her can we please talk about miss valerie graves though Let's do, Let's do it. I just feel like so. And we met Val. We met Miss Valerie Grace. I say Miss Valerie Grace because she just that's like that's like auntie. That's like she's just the truth. So I actually, the first time I spoke to her was probably about ten years ago. Oh, okay. And I think I saw her name randomly in Ad Age or on some website, and I was like, oh, black woman. Um, Yep, let me okay. let me let me find her, uh, and because at that point in time, she, like they were basically talking about how long she had uh, been in the business, and she had worked on all these Fortune 500 accounts uh, for General Motors, AT and T, Burger King, blah blah blah, and um, I randomly found her on Facebook, and I sent her a message, and I said, "Can we talk?" And she's like, "Sure," and she just gave me her number, and we talked on the phone, and she gave me advice. Um, so yeah, shout out to anybody. Shout out to you. <laughs> you just rolled up to people and be like, I've, I want to talk to you. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I've done it. I mean, but that's the, like, that's what you do when you're trying to 
get shit done, especially in like when you think about those stories of, of people getting signed, especially like to Puffy, right? People were singing to him in parking lots. Like you rolled up on him. You do and roll up you, on people. And you shoot your shot. So I rolled up on her via Facebook um, 10 years ago and she gave me some really valid advice. And I honestly didn't meet her in person until that 3% conference a couple, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, follow up is slow progress. So, okay. I mean, but we're friends. We're friends on. <laughs> we're friends on Facebook. So you we've, and, and your perspective on Facebook friends is so funny to me. That's not real friends. But we are his Facebook friends. But she she knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> she knew who I was, and when I rolled up on her, she's like, "Oh, hey, friend!" Like she knew your name. She recognized we, your face. We've to been the friends name. on Facebook for for years. And now we're friends in real life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. No, I think I think what's really special about uh, Valerie Graves is not only is she um, a treasure in the industry, but like she still has perspective and she still can give insight into how to make change. Like even though she's not in the day-to-day workings of the agency life, like she still wants to see it better, which means from a role model's perspective, it was not like the things that she advocates for and the things that she did um, as a creative direct leading uh, creative teams, et cetera. Like it wasn't just for her career. The idea is that it's bigger and it's just for maybe not just the culture, but it's for the people. It's for everyone where inclusion is not just about, I want to feel, I want things to be inclusive while I'm there she's 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 not in she's not walking up into the 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 big buildings nine ten o'clock every day anymore but she still wants that she still wants it so that those of us that walk up into these buildings nine ten o'clock every day that we feel supported and that we are able to achieve um success at her level and beyond which is super important yeah and if you are curious about her story and you should be because because she got a book let's go ahead and plug it um and it's called, uh, hold on one second. I want to make sure I get this title right. Pressure Makes Diamonds, Becoming the Woman I Pretended to Be. And that's by Valerie Graves. And you can get it on all the book platforms and bookstores. Um, yeah. Go ahead and buy that. Even if you don't read it, just buy it. But definitely read it, though. Um, can we talk about Goddess Rivera? Can we just talk Cousin about Goddess? Big Sis? Can we just talk about Big Sis, Goddess Rivera? Let's just say, like, we met Goddess collectively about a, uh, a little over a year ago. And, like, Goddess is, we told, it was about, almost a year ago. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no. But listen, oh, Goddess walked tells. up in here, bought some Moscato, talked to us about black Twitter and all of the things. And we said at the end of that episode, girl, are you ready to be famous? And Goddess was like, man, nah, man, nah. Look at her now. You know? Look at her now. And now it's like, but girl, can we can we keep your face out of a publication? Can you not be in the magazine? Can you not be speak Like she's literally doing exactly what she's meant to be doing. You can't have a, game, a name like Goddess and not be out here turning shit the fuck up. You can't be out here named Goddess and not out here giving the people the good, good word which is what she does. Um, and just knowing her has been amazing. Like, how inspirational can you be for not just not just 
it's 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 for everybody like her idea of an inclusive environment is everybody should feel comfortable walking up in this piece the way they are and even bringing that kind of vernacular to um these agency tables and being the person to lead conversations that are quite uncomfortable how many times had we heard in the beginning of our careers that like we probably shouldn't be talking about black twitter and we probably shouldn't be speaking in mixed company about things that we speak about at home um and goddess is so anti that she's like let's just put all the cards on the table let's be transparent let's make some change let's make this money and let's all be great um and let's like if there's anybody ever down to like lean you know, to put their hand out and, and pull people up with her is goddess. So that's like, she, I mean, she gets it. She's a rock star. I mean, and I, I feel like a big part of what makes her a rock star, especially in her new role, which deals with diversity and inclusion, is that she's a strategist. Yeah. And like the way her brain works, like I was talking to her a, a couple of weeks ago, I'm just like, just not in my head, like, you got a plan. get it. Like, like, <laughs> like you get it. And I think, and I probably said it on the show before, but I felt like one of the biggest things that's missing from diversity and inclusion is the strategy um, that we don't approach it the same way that we approach a campaign or we approach a business problem for clients. And that's what she's doing. She's approaching it the same way that we approach problems for clients. And I feel like she's going to be one of the few people who actually generates results that are sustainable because she's approaching it from a completely different perspective than what's been done in the past. I mean, she's a strategist, right? Like the idea is to be able to think about the people and think about how they uh, think and respond um, and using that as your basis for how to create a plan of, of attack. So shout out to, to to G and like just thank you for being you. Um who else we have up here? I'll take it back to my space on fifty days. Um Tracy Bush and Aaron Farrell, man, that was an amazing nearly three years of my career where I was probably when I started at Space I was probably living in a moment where I just felt like bro, I'm just here to collect this check and go home and do th- and, and just do me. Um, I didn't necessarily feel that you could have a home or, or, or a home in your career. I, at this point, I had honestly thought that, like, man, everything that I experienced at Wonderman, that was a fluke, and I would probably never have that kind of, uh, that kind of comfort again. And then I freaking met these dope women at my during my time working at Space 150, um, Aaron Farrell has been an amazing mentor for my career, um, and also a friend. Where she always likes to remind you that it's okay for you to be in charge. Like if you know things, then you are the expert. And she was, she constantly reminded me that like, if this is something that I'm supposed to do, that I own that moment Um, and, and pushing me to own my moments. And that was huge. Like recognizing that you don't need to ask for permission. Some one of the things that she would say often is like, in order to get a promotion, you already have to be doing the job. And you know, there are 
many reasons to be like, no, well, I have to ask for it first. But it's kind of like I took that as just take what you want. If you want it, you got to take it. And you have to be bossy and you have to be bold. And if you're anything like Aaron, you got to walk around with a badass pair of shoes because that, listen, Aaron knows how to wear some shoes, boy. (laughs) Okay? Like, that is the kind of shoe collection that I, at some point, need to really, really step my entire life up, like, just to die for. Um, And then working with Tracy. Like, Tracy is a close friend of mine today um, to the point where, I, I could think working with Tracy, a lot of the things that I learned from her as my manager, as my friend, as a partner, um, is about how how to be productive and how to be proactive. Um, and that's that's a skill that I didn't even realize was a thing. Like, how do you get along with people that you may not necessarily get along with? How do you articulate yourself in a way that people can understand you how do you feel comfortable with being your true self while commanding a room and having to be uh the grown-up if you will at the table and and being okay with the things that you know and being okay with the things that you don't know and being honest enough to say I don't know this but here are the things that I do know let's coordinate so that we can make things happen um some of my favorite moments in this business have I I had experienced working with Tracy um, and just being supportive, the both of them being very supportive of the side hustles that I have and the dreams and the goals that um, I had uh, shared with them, um, shared with them about my personal life and my career and, and even post Space 150, like it's nothing to get a call up from Tracy to go grab some dinner, grab some drinks, at, le- at least once a month and and Aaron is always um even though she's in Minnesota she's constantly connecting me to other people in the industry shout out to the sisters over at borrowed interest she made sure that she made that introduction and that her 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 east coast podcast fam knew her midwest podcast fam and 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 making sure that like making sure that like her network is aware and feels comfortable to reach to also reach within her own network. Um, so that's been fantastic and I appreciate them both. I'll, I'll do mine. I mean they and they also come out to our events and support. They definitely so. do. Shout out to them. They definitely do. So my people are on, aren't on the board, but we have a few names left and I think they're all connected to you. Um, yeah, I mean, so Nisha introduced me to Sophia Hernandez, who is um, chief client service officer at, um, I forget what it's called. It's it's a data company. But she, she was in advertising when I met her, and she was like a VP in advertising, and she introduced me to Nakia Clements. And the two of them are bosses. Nikki is a VP at WeTV. Um, but I can always rely on the two of them for, like, just straight up raw, raw advice um, when I'm going through shit. Like, and I think 
and I've said it before on, on, and I may have said this before on the show. If not, I'll say it again. Like a lot of, I call them my board of directors, the people that I like go to for key advice are women. And the reason is, especially those two, is because they've risen to high ranks. So Sophia is C-suite at the company that she works at. Um, Nakia was a partner at a media company when I met her. And so because they were so high up, I knew that they went through a lot of the things that we talk about on the show and they obviously prevailed because they were able to rise through the ranks. So shout out to the two of them because they are um, a wealth of knowledge that I'm like always able to tap into with a text message or a phone call. Um, yeah. Um, a recent meet and greet that I met. So I met a woman, Cecilia Carter, um, who is affectionately known as the strategy chick. Um, but a few days ago, um, through a mutual friend of the podcast and Cecilia and I had a whole conversation yesterday about rising through the ranks within advertising. She had uh, a career in advertising over 20 years. And so I felt very comfortable asking her her perspective on, you know, her years in the industry and what she thinks and feels about the ceiling, glass ceilings that, which they're probably not even glass. I don't even think that they're glass, but the ceilings that she had um, encountered during her career. Um, and I think we were on the phone for a little, a little over an hour. And I got off the phone yesterday feeling so empowered. Like there, there's nothing like a person coming into your life to talk to you about your career and giving you perspective that you not only have you not heard before, but that you had not considered before, Mm -hmm. um, without, it being a complete change in direction from from your own personal perspective but there were a lot of there were a lot of small nuggets in the conversation um that we had yesterday for example um she talked about recognizing the difference between what it is to compromising your it, compromise your integrity to have a seat at the table versus um changing your approach to how you say what you're about what you need to say while you're at the table so the nuances you can still be authentic but you do need to understand how your message is going to be put forth so that the people that you're at the table with understand what you're saying without um selling out um because that was something that i had that we were discussing and i i i inquired if it was necessary to have to change who you are and her her thing was no you just need to know your your audience and understand how to get your point across to them um and also recognizing that you know there are certain there there are certain key milestones that you need to have personally to be able to advocate for a promotion um you have to be able to show that again like aaron said you need to be able to show that you're already doing the job that you're already the boss and that means that you have certain, um, certain, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not tasks, qualities? not even qualities, but, sh- but you have Capacities? certain rights almost mm-hmm. that you've already t- 
taken upon um, yourself uh, that not even challenges, but like you, if you're not in a decision making position already, people don't trust you to make decisions. How do you convince people to let you make decisions? You can't. You have to be at a certain level. You have to have a certain power nuanced power already in order for people to believe that you're not just an execution um you're not just there to execute on behalf of the agency you are there to help strategize with leadership within the agency so that they can welcome you into that space Mm. because only if they feel that you are a strategic asset to them can you validate your ability to be a leader your Mm -hmm. ability to be senior your uh hierarchy to be at a certain level and i was like oh shit well i wasn't ready for this on a sunday but you know the lord will send a word um and just having a very sweet demeanor like to be so powerful and so thoughtful but to also be so kind like you don't even have like the cecilia is the kind of person she didn't even have to open her mouth and you knew she was kind, but you also knew that she was coming to you with some real. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, like, well, where were you two months ago? <laughs> where were you two months ago when, when Retrograde was out here kicking my ass? Like, she was amazing. So definitely want to make sure to give a shout out to Cecilia um, and her extended career. Talk, we talked to, to her about getting her on the show um, so that she can share her story. So hopefully we can make that happen soon. Yeah. Let's do Most it. Most definitely. Anybody else? Oh, definitely. Um, so I just need to give a shout out to Miss Erica Riggs, who deserves all of the just acknowledgement and like shine. Like Erica is out here. First of all, Erica deserves shine because she likes to make other women shine. Um, and women who help women, women who spotlight women are amazing so erica um is over at the advertising club here in new york um and she leads quite a few of their diversity initiatives primarily the i'm part um fellowship for women uh which gives women within the advertising industry the opportunity to uh, mix and mingle and network and uh, attend conferences and workshops with some of the industry's most um coveted or uh, loved people uh, on some of the most coveted topics where um most of us don't even have the opportunity to have in-depth conversations with um with with some of the advertising rock stars and erica gives these young women or young women gives these women the opportunity to do that um but also beyond doing that she's just a cool person all to get all around like and I think that might be a, a, a common theme amongst all of the women that we've talked about this evening where it's like listen you are yourself like everybody that we've spoken about they are so authentically them very different but authentically them and and when I'm with Erica like I just be out here cracking up um but it's love. Like, I don't, I don't see, I, I don't know anybody that said that Erica has not helped them when they asked. And also, she's out here giving platform to people that don't have the platform. Women, especially women of color, 
mm-hmm. coming up um, in the industry. Like, we don't get this. Like, what we're doing right now, we don't necessarily get this where people say this person is somebody you need to know um, on a pedestal. And Erica does that. She definitely creates the platform um, and, and, and make sure that the foundation foundation for that platform is steady, um, and continues to advocate on behalf of all people, but definitely young women and especially young women of color in advertising so that we can have the fighting chance to reach the ranks of a Judy Jackson. So, um, shout out to Erica. So the people on my list, the, the following people I'm going to name out, they're not on the list on the board, but in my transition to project management, they've been very key. Um, it was very, it wasn't always a smooth transition, I will say, um, but they had my back, and I want to give thanks to Lumi. I want to give thanks to Marissa. I'm not going to name any last names on here. Because I do know some coworkers listen to the show, but they—they um, they were so helpful. They were offering advice. They really kept my spirits up when they were down, and so I just want to give them thanks. You know, thank you so much. We have a new future friend of the podcast. We'll we'll call it. We'll end the show with that. Mrs. Haida Gardner of I believe that she is the chief talent officer you want to fact check that for me or chief diversity diversity officer officer. um at interpublic group um she works marcia windross who was briefly briefly mentioned before works on her team and they are always having programs and initiatives to keep and retain young talent within the network as much as possible but I'm going to call her as a future friend of the podcast because we are going to meet with her soon. I'm going to call that. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> I put that out there, too. I think Heidi's been out here. Um, like, her Twitter account, like, if you, like, I need people to follow her right now. But her Twitter account is popping. And I say that um, in, not even in a ratchet way, but in the kind of, like, oh, I always know that I'm going to see some real shit coming from Haida's account about the industry. I always know that she's going to um, bring attention to matters uh, when it comes to conversations about sexual harassment, uh, uh, bias, um, racial bias, um, age bias, etc. I find um, oftentimes people at a certain level, especially people in the C-suite, shy away from using Twitter uh, to convey their feelings and their beliefs about the industry and, and social challenges. And that is not my experience from following her on social media, where I feel that she says the things that you want people in power to say, which makes me believe that if you're willing to say it publicly and that frequently in public, um, that you're actually about this life. Um, and here at Mixed Company, we are real gangsters, and we respect anybody that is about that life uh, for DNI, and I, and I definitely think that's her. So yep. hopefully we get to have her on the show sometime soon to come down and tell us some tea. Hey. We are always here for some tea, or at least some at least some medicated tea, some tea that'll help uh, help us be better professionals and also be better advocates within um, the industry. So we'll see. Dope. Word.
this was fun. It was fun. Like, I really hope, I mean, obviously we talked about it, uh, quite a few people, but I think what's going to be really important is, um, what's going to be really important is that, like, you need to you need to give people shine when they deserve it. Like, whether or not they're at the top, whether they are a junior, like, it shouldn't just be the same 10 people in magazines. We should also be talking about the people, the same 10 people in your life that help your career grow. Um, so that's what we did today. We wish everybody a, a happy International Women's Month. Um, hopefully you guys celebrate yourselves and your sister friends and your, your, your girlfriends, your moms, your aunties, whomever, um, your coworkers. And, um, yeah, that's it. Make sure you guys hit us up on all the social medias. Um, it's ask mix company on all platforms, including Gmail. Um, and yeah, we'll holler at you. Peace out guys.